Hello and welcome to the Amazing Humans podcast, a podcast all about amazing humans. I'm your host, Bree Palmer, and you may know me from such things as Instagram stories, Twitter chats, and this podcast. Hee <laughs> just kidding. Not famous yet. Hmm, dot, dot, dot. I hope you enjoy getting to know another amazing human. As usual, this guest has passion for something, and that is what we do here. We learn about passions of humans in this world, and I hope that it inspires you to find your passion in life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. My guest on this episode is Kyla Deneau. Kyla Deneau. We talk about this at the end. (laughs) Honestly, names are the worst. Kyla was amazing. I really am glad to get connected with another local awesome boss lady. So I enjoyed having this chat with her and I hope you guys will enjoy listening to it. So thanks again and enjoy. I have teamed up with Rebel.com to bring you guys another website builder option. So there are some big guys out there, but I would appreciate if you guys took a few minutes to check out Rebel.com if you're in the marketplace for a website. So Rebel.com is website builder and design services, domains, and web hosting, SSL and security, and they're right here in Ottawa. I've met this, well, sort of met, heard the CEO speak, and he was fantastic. Their social team is fantastic, so I'm a big fan of this company. If you guys are in the market for a website, please go check them out first. And on checkout, use my affiliate code, which is Bree, B-R-E-E. This gives the podcast a little bit of something something that will hopefully lead to merchandise. (laughs) That's my next sort of game plan is to get some swag. So if you guys are in need of a website, please check them out. Again, it's literally rebel.com. Super easy. Use code free. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you and hear what you're all about and hear about your business and whatnot. Sounds good. <laughs> so I like to sort of start at the beginning. So do, have you always lived in Ottawa? No, it's funny. This week, 22 years ago, I actually moved to Ottawa from a small town in northern Ontario. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can say now that, you know, I've been in Ottawa longer than I've been uh, from back home. But um, my family and, and uh, are all still up in Iroquois Falls, which is near Timmins. Okay. But uh, yeah, so 22 years in Ottawa now. Wow. I know. It just means I'm getting older. <laughs> what did, why did you move here? Uh, for school. Okay. Yeah. yeah so kind of Toronto was too big, North Bay, Sudbury too close to home. And Ottawa was just that right kind of mix of back then wasn't too big, not too small. Um, there was a whole bunch of friends from Northern Ontario that we were all kind of moving here for school. So we kind of had our own little, our own little gang that we all came here in 97. A lot of us have stayed and I'm lucky to have my two best friends here that I grew up with as well in Ottawa. And we've, we've sort of made our lives here. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I love Ottawa. Ottawa is a great city. Yeah, definitely. agree. So you went to Algonquin? Yeah, I went to Algonquin. Uh, I took the uh, business admin uh, course then. And then a few years after I graduated, I ended up uh, taking the events management course there as well. And uh, yeah, so I did my studies there. And then 
you know, graduated in 99 and just started, started my career. I got lucky and, and uh, had gotten some great jobs uh, in Ottawa, but uh, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So within the last 22 years came a lot of side little hustles. So yeah, and it's brought to me, brought me to where I am today. Yeah. So you, what did you do like job wise Mm -hmm. throughout? I guess your side hustles, what were your side hustles? (laughs) (laughs) So right out of school, um, I got a job. It was for Rod Bryden, who was the owner of the Ottawa Senators at the time. Um, He was running a company called World Heart Corporation. They were trying to be the first company in the world to uh, create the artificial heart. Oh, wow. really, really cool place to work, you know, first job straight out of school. Um, so I was there for about a year and a half and then um, sort of like in an admin role. And then I went off, I was a recruiter for a year. And after that, I went to NAV Canada and I was working at the control tower with the air traffic controller. So that was really cool. I was working okay. sort of in the tower, in the terminal, um, really, really interesting place to be. And that's kind of where my first business happened. Um, I had my dog Storm at the time, and then a colleague had um, a Rottweiler named Leo. And they're like, hey, do you want to babysit Leo? Mm-hmm. So start babysitting Leo every now and again. And then another colleague says, hey, I hear you're babysitting Leo. Do you want to babysit Starbuck? So it kind of just started like that. And I was like, you know what? I would never put my dog in a kennel because Storm was the biggest baby. Mm-hmm and uh, there'd be no way I would put him in a cage. So I started doing some research and realized back then in the early 2000s, there wasn't a lot of, so this is 2000, uh, this is about 2003. So that's when I started, um, you know, watching other colleagues and friends dogs and then slowly the business grew kind of organically that way and then by 2006 you know I'm living in a townhouse in Ottawa um, I, I was lucky in my early 20s I got I got lucky and I was able to buy a cottage in Wakefield for very inexpensive oh, nice. um, so in 2006 I decided that you know I'd done about four years of research and decided that I was going to take the plunge so I sold the cottage used the money. I was 27 at the time. I was single and I bought four acres out in the country and I officially opened up Country Living Dog Resort, cage-free boarding facility. Wow. Yeah. But I was working full-time as well. By then I had moved on from NAV Canada. I was working for a crown corporation of the government and a place where I ended up spending seven and a half of my years at um, while running um, the cage-free dog kennel. But you know, living in St. Albert, waking up at, you know, 5am, taking the dogs out, taking care of them, feeding them. Uh, I had someone living with me that took care of the dogs during the day. And then I would drive an hour into Ottawa, work my full day, and then come home at night and then work for the rest of the night. So as you can imagine, yeah, yeah, it was 16 hour days, seven days a week. Um, At that point, you know, I was, I was just starting out. So um, all the dogs were in my home with the goal to sort of build their own kind of building and and sort of make it big. Um, But uh, I think I burnt myself out. No doubt. Yeah. And um, so it was shortly after Christmas 2008, I had 17 dogs that Christmas. 
<laughs> yeah. Lord. And uh, yeah, on my YouTube page, it's funny. Um, my early, early, early videos are all videos from when I had my cage free candles. So I go back sometimes and I watch those videos and uh, it's fun to, it's fun to see, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh my God, how did I do it for yeah. that long? All of them in my house. Young and but crazy. It was crazy. And just the energy that, you know, dogs, you know, need from you and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and being cage free too. You have to be on all the time. Like there's constant supervision. You're always interrupting play and, and, you know, modifying some behaviors and whatnot. So, um, but it gave me what I think those seven years of owning that cage free kennel did is it gave me um, the skills to really see dog body language and really understand how dogs communicate with one another. Hmm. So then I decided to sell it. So I sold it and it's actually still open today. The couple that bought it for me, it's still, it's still open uh, to this day. Um, awesome. by then, yeah. By then I think I had about 150 clients uh, by the time I sold it. So, um, you know, I, I created a really good sort of foundation of a business for someone to then kind of take it to the next level. Um, but then I was still working at a crown corp at that time and the job wasn't very exciting and and I love to be busy I love when I work I like to have all sorts of different things on my plate so it was shortly after I sold the dog business that I started selling cedar barrel saunas <laughs> so random <laughs> such a random thing um but there were people I know from up north that made them and I'm like ah oh. and you know I always will come across these ideas or these things and I just kind of like plug them away in the back of my brain mm -hmm. for like future possibility business opportunities you know mm -hmm. why not yeah so it was one of those I'm bored I need something to keep me busy and why not I'm gonna start selling cedar barrel saunas <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even like saunas like I honestly hated saunas. <laughs> I didn't like the heat you oh, know boy. you get in there it's so hot and I was more of a hot tub person <laughs> So I end up signing up for 12. Okay. So in one year I had to sell 12 to get the territory. Oh, wow. I had a two hour ring around Ottawa. That was kind of my own, but I had to sell 12. Well, six months later I sold one and uh -oh. I in the panic and I'm like, yeah. Oh crap. Like, what am I going to do? I have like, I have to pay for, you know, the 10 more cause I had to buy one as a demo. I need to pay for 10 saunas in six months, you know? Oh boy. So I said, okay, I'm going to plug it in. I'm going to start taking saunas and see what this is all about. Well, I absolutely fell in love with saunas, um, just in how I felt health-wise afterwards. Um, oh, that's, that's yeah. interesting. And, <laughs> and it's funny, like when I first started taking them, after four minutes, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. And I'm like, you know, taking a break from the heat. But over time, your body ends up getting used to the heat. And now my tolerance for heat is absolutely incredible. Mm. I, can, I can stay so long in the saunas now. Um, but it was funny, you know, just having a love of your product it came across in my sales pitch and I ended up selling 25 in 18 months. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. That speaks volumes to the whole, like, yeah, if you definitely can't sell anything you don't believe in. Exactly. So it just shows in the first six months, a product that I don't believe in, I sold one, start taking them really, really, truly believe in saunas and, and sort of the, and it, it's become a way of life for me. You know, I, I take them on a regular basis. I still have my demo sitting in my backyard. Um, I'll never give up my saunas ever. 
um, the Nordique is my favorite place on earth uh, to go and spend a day at. And, um, and it honestly, my sister had lived with me for a year with my nephew. He was two at the time and he was in daycare. So really germy little two year old kid who was uh-huh. sick all the time. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> whenever I'd feel that scratchiness in my throat, I take a sauna three nights in a row and I would, I would kill everything, anything that was trying to come up, colds, flus. Um, so I find, I really believe in saunas have kept me healthy all of these years and spreading out all the toxins. So, um, I'm a strong, strong believer in, in the saunas. There you um, go. Yeah. But things unfortunately didn't end well there. You know, I definitely was big lessons learned, you know, going into a business with friends. I didn't have Mm -hmm. contracts. I didn't have anything written in paper. So unfortunately things didn't end well. And um, I lost uh, quite a bit of money. I was almost like 10,000 in the hole after that. Oh no. It It was a big hard lesson to learn. Um, but you know, you kind of take those, and I'm using quotes here, failures. Um, to me, it wasn't a failure. I learned so much about myself. Um, I learned that I love sales. One of my favorites was going to the, um, home shows and garden shows and kind of, you know, just sitting there and talking about something that I absolutely love. Um, I really, you know, use those kind of learnings to sort of, okay, what else do I want that, you know, this could bring me in a different path career-wise if I mm-hmm. wanted it to be. So, yeah. Good sales experience and whatever, even though. Yeah. Even though it kind of so set well. me back, but yeah. there was definitely some big lessons learned. Um, then what and, happened next? <laughs> yeah. Then after that, I'm like, Hey, no more businesses. I'm taking a break, you know? Um, and that didn't last too long. That lasted a couple <laughs> months. <laughs> and um, so this was going into now 2012. And in 2012, I had a huge, when I sold my dog business, I ended up buying a house in Orleans with the guy I was with at the time. And in 2012, we decided to end our relationship. And um, we weren't sure what we were going to do with the house at the time. So this is like February. So then in March, my best friend and I decide we're going to start up a business together. We're going to start up a packing business. So we would go into people's homes, pack up all your belongings, and then, you know, movers would come in and and move all the boxes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So then I was working in a nonprofit at that point. I'd left sort of the um, Crown Corporation world and and went to nonprofit because I thought that would be more exciting. Uh, but it wasn't, and at least not not where I was working at the time. But I mean, the people were great. It's just again, you know, I just I need a little bit more challenging challenge of work. And um, so yeah, so we ended up starting up Smooth Packing Solutions. But so coming into the summer of 2012, I decided to buy the house from my ex. I decided to quit my job and start up a business. So here I am, no income, mortgage bills to pay, you know, plus I had gotten into some debt because of the previous business. Of course. Uh, it was extremely, it was the most stressful time of my life ever. Like yeah. every aspect of my life was just so incredibly tough. Thanks. And uh, it was a really, really, really tough year. Um, I rented rooms in my house to cover just like, it covered just the basics of my mortgage and, and kind of bills. So it was, it was quite <laughs> stressful. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. And I had one month where a tenant didn't pay rent and that like set me right back. I had no money for food that month. 
So there was a lot of lessons learned that year. The biggest lesson I learned is needs versus wants. Mm. It made me realize all of the uh, ridiculous spending that I did on just stuff. And when I have no money, you know, I can't spend money on stuff. So my earbuds had broken. So I took out some super glue and I glued them back together. And what do you know? It lasted two years. (laughs) Um, You know, food. There was like that month where she didn't pay rent. I had no money for food. So I went into my pantry and into my freezer. And, and you know, sometimes you go to your fridge and you're like, like, oh, I've got nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. Well, you got a crap load of food in your fridge and your cupboards. You just have to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did is I got creative and I ate absolutely everything that I had in my pantry and my freezer Wow! just to survive. Um, but I just like those lessons learned that I learned that year had really kind of helped me um, after that to be more sort of um, needs versus wants, um, how materialistic, you know, things are nowadays. Um, so it, it was, it was tough. It was really tough at the time. I wasn't sure if I was going to get through that, but um, you know, once you get on the other side and have a bit of clarity, I'm, I wouldn't change that for the world. Cause I learned so much about myself and um, about money and, and sort of being frugal. And mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have, when you have no choice, I mean, you have no choice. So. Yeah. You figure it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, um, then my, my friend tells me she doesn't want to do the business anymore. Come like October, November of that year. So I'm like, you know, I've got no income. This is the end of this business. So um, I got lucky and I I applied for a job uh, with Export Development Canada. And then I spent the next five years um, there. And it was a wonderful uh, time. I worked in the international business development team. I got to travel around the world. Um, It was such a fun, it was exactly the type of work environment I needed for my type of personality. Where did you go? uh, um, so Colombia, Chile, Dubai, South Africa, Indonesia, and London, England. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like each of those places, I was there for minimum two weeks in each place. That's really cool. Yeah. So I really got to see um, some, some really cool places like in Indonesia. I got to go to Bali on the one weekend, and, you know, the other weekend, rice paddy tours and Borobudur. <laughs> and yeah. In South wow. Africa, I went on a big safari. And so really, really lucky. And just everyone that I worked with. Um, I love meeting people from around the world. I'm also a host parent with an international organization. I'm on my almost 10th year of being a host parent. So um, what does that mean? um, So you take kids that or or adults um, that are here to learn English and you host them in your home. So they live with you. Okay. Part of that is you, you feed them, you get like, you get a monthly allowance uh, for the students and you have to feed them. And part of it is like, you know, helping them with their English. Um, You're, you're showing them what auto is about and whatnot. So right now I have, I'm going to have three students, three girls that are 16, 17 and grade 12. And uh, one's from Italy, one's from Turkey and one's from China. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it is really neat. And I just, you know, love meeting people from, from everywhere and hearing about their cultures and way of life. And um, so I decided this year, it's been a while since I've had students for the full school year. Usually um, when I was with uh, my ex, we would do it 
from September till June, but then when it was just me, I felt, you know, that's a little bit too much of a commitment for me. So I would go for more of the shorter term stays. Um, so yeah, it's called Homestay International. They're always looking for, for hosts in Ottawa, but um, it's a really rewarding um, um, thing to be part of, you know, just creating these memories with these children or adults. And, and I still keep in touch with a lot of them all over the world. Um, I met a bunch of teachers from Costa Rica. So I've been there three times now since then. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have places to stay there. You know, it's really cool living with locals and, and sort of okay, get the actual experience, not the, the traveler's experience or whatever. Yeah, not the resort kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get more of that authentic uh, feel to those trips but um well good for you that's really neat it must be just fascinating because obviously I love like this talking to people and I have yeah. all kinds of friends from all kinds of places and yeah it's it's always so interesting but it must just be fascinating having these younger people and learning what what they're about yeah yeah exactly so I love it at dinners you know just kind of what's a typical dinner for you? Like my Italian student, she's like, we don't usually eat dinner till 8 p.m. I said, well, that's not going to be happening here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just these little things that, um, and it was cute. Like a few years ago, I had these two Taiwanese um, students and I had, you know, I'd taken a blade of grass and I showed them how to whistle with the blade of grass. Well, they thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know? <laughs> and it's just these little experiences that they're always going to remember that, you know? Yeah. Or, or a picnic on the beach. They had never had a picnic on a beach before. Wow. You know, so it's all these little things that, um, for me, it's just a lot of fun. And, and I... I always liked, since 2012, with all that stuff happened with my money, I, I rather spend money on experiences and adventures than on stuff. 100%. So, yeah. So right, oh, like yeah. even now today, you know, I will, if it's something, if it's, you know, something that, you know, is going to create some memories and, and is fun, I will absolutely spend money on it. But to go and buy like, you know you know, an expensive purse or a bag or jewelry or whatever. No, like I don't, I don't need that stuff. I rather have those experiences than, than the stuff. Um, yeah. So working there was really, really, really fun. And, and I took three years off, believe it or not. I, when I started there, I'm like, I'm not doing anything for five years. So that lasted three years. And then, um, I got bored and I went, I started, started selling tea, like again, super random, um, signed up with this sort of MLM company called steep tea. And I sold tea for a year. Um, but it was funny when I was at EDC, I, I did a lot of onboarding. So a lot of our coordinators abroad, um, when they would start, I would do all of their onboarding. So I'd, you know, train them on our systems and, and, uh, procedures and processes and stuff and it, it was something I'd never done in my career before but I realized wow I actually really truly enjoy this and I think you know for me I believe the universe puts you in paths for a certain reason and I and I felt that you know I had the seven years of owning my kennel to sort of get the experience with sort of dog body language and and how dogs communicate with one another. And then the five years at EDC was sort of the onboarding and the training led me to where I am now with the dog training business. And that kind of came about organically again. So it's funny, my first business and my last business 
all have to do with dogs and they both happen organically. Whereas the ones in the middle, I sort of made them happen, you know? Um, so with the dog training business, I was at a park one day and this lady's there with her dog and she's talking about, oh, I have these issues with Chloe, la la la. And I said, well, you know, I owned a kennel for seven years and I know a thing or two about dogs. So uh, maybe I can help you. So I started, you know, doing some training, some one-on-one -on -one with her and saw a huge improvement in Chloe and her behavior. And I was like, oh, I really like this. <laughs> So uh, I had been going to one of the dog training schools for since I moved to this house in Orleans in 2009 and I had Breeze at the time and um, I'd done all sorts of agility and, and all sorts of like trick training and stuff with her there. So I ended up signing up for the dog certification program. Now the thing with the dog industry is it's not regulated. So anyone can say, you know, take my course and you're certified, or you can take like an hour online course and yeah. you're again, quote unquote certified. So knowing that um, there are a few schools in Ottawa that offer this sort of, again, quote unquote certification, but I decided to go with a school that I knew and I trusted and I liked their um, learning, their training style, sort of using the positive reinforcement um, be, uh, sort of training. And uh, yeah, so I went and got my my certification and uh, started Easy Breezy Dog Training. Hmm. And I celebrated my two years in just a few weeks ago on the 16th of August. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. That's and awesome. since then, and then, um, yeah, and then after I left EDC and I worked at Shopify for a year, which was a super cool. I'm sure, yeah. Like, experience uh, you know a lot of people dream. Know, yeah like <laughs> Shopify is just one of those places that you always hear about and you see you know these cool videos and stuff online and uh, yeah so I ended up working there for a year and this April you know drank the Kool-Aid and I was just you know the timing with with where I was in life and financially and uh, I was like I'm gonna try this full time so it's been since April that um, I've been solely just doing the dog training business. And it's amazing when you have eight hours a day to put into a business, how much, how much you can, how much it can grow and, and succeed. And, and I also, you know, I have a reputation cause I've been in the dog sort of world yeah. for a long time now in Ottawa and, uh, and I'm, I'm good at what I do and it's, uh, but oh, I'm loving it. It's so fun and so rewarding. And, and again, it's, it's, you know, and I'd asked myself this question earlier on these, this year, cause I've always believed in working in something that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy. And I asked myself, what are three things that brings me joy? And the three things were animals, helping people, and creativity. Hmm. And I really wanted to sort of um, make sure my life had those those three aspects in it. And um, and I had done this uh, workshop because I wanted to create some like canvases paintings for my house. And I did these like acrylic paint pour 
Um, oh yeah, love that. Yeah, you, you know, say yeah. you put all the paint in the cup, you flip it over, and you yeah, that's make so this cool. super cool, yeah, yeah, super cool painting. So I love those. They do. They turn out so nice. So I ended up doing a few workshops, and I was like, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, I'm gonna start giving workshops on oh this. Gosh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my second side hustle, and um, your and side that hustle to your side hustle that's now a full time business. <laughs> exactly. So my full time business is the dog training I do the paint parties and it's called easy breezy paint parties ah cool you know I uh I, I want to come to an easy breezy paint party yeah I've got some coming up in <laughs> September and October so uh awesome. definitely let you know where the dates and locations are they're so much fun and I just love again it's that creative aspect of my life that I love and mm-hmm. and, um, and people I love people and and um love giving these workshops. So that, that helps definitely supplement my income right now as the business grows, um, just to help kind of put food on the table and, and whatnot. So that's kind of where, where my life is at right now. I'm, I wake up in the morning, super happy with, with sort of my life and where it's going. I don't know month to month, how much money I'm going to bring in, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes it's like, <gasps> I yeah, feel my heart and my chest just kind of, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just that tightness in the chest. And I'm like, no, no, you're doing fine. You're doing more than fine. You know? (laughs) Um, yeah, I just, you just got to keep at it and, and it's how much effort you put into your business. You're going to really sort of see, see the results from. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because if you think about it, like if you would have stuck with your original, um, dog kennel stuff, like, would you be where you're at today? Like, it's like you had to take the path you took to yeah. probably be, I don't know, still excited about it. Cause I, I just think if you were still with it, you probably wouldn't love it as much as you're loving it now. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Like I said, I, I really believe that life put me in those paths to learn these different skills and different, you know, me realize what really truly makes me happy. And, um, uh, and yeah, so now, now here I am today. So I'm excited to sort of think, you know, 2020, what 2020 looks for me. So kind of big picture, cause this is, this is good for now, but I need, I need a big picture kind of, um, yeah, I was going to ask, like, what do you think the plan is? Like, do you want to have like right now, are you just doing it out of people's homes or like, how do you, yeah, do you so- people? Yeah. So right now for my dog training business, I provide private one-on-one training in people's homes. Um, So for all sorts of behavioral issues that they have, or right now I have a lot of clients with puppies. So just kind of like that foundational puppy training stuff. Um, I do offer. uh, That sounds horrible. Just sounds really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So tough. Like this morning, 10 a.m. working with a four-month-old Labrador you know, black lab puppy this morning for an hour was yeah. just, oh, it was tough day in the office, let me tell you. And then I come home and I've got two boarders with me right now. I've got Bellamy, who's a beautiful German shepherd. She's a year old. And I have Goots, who's, um, who's uh, this mix of, I don't know, like Spaniel lab mix, but he came yesterday and he was so scared and timid and shy and wouldn't come up to me. So I really worked on gaining his trust and, and took my time. And, and, and that's where I, like a lot of the body language from all those years at the dog kennel really helped me. And, and also the dog training, obviously, um, as well. 
And it was so cool. I posted a video this morning on my Facebook page um, of showing him. Now he like comes right up to me. He was like in my bedroom this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he comes over, gives me kisses. And it's just, oh, it just makes me so happy to see how in 24 hours, how I helped change this dog's confidence into, you know, a dog who is, you know, the tail is up now, he's mm-hmm. happy, and uh, with my Italian student, she's here right now, and, and she's helped as well, so it's been, it's been a really, really cool transformation. Wow, that's um, really neat. Yeah, and in my backyard, I offer parkour agility, so I have this really cool course in my backyard to sort of, um, which is really great mental and physical exercise for the dogs, and um and then yeah so i'm thinking of big picture big picture next year it's gonna be either one of two things i'm either gonna like look at renting uh, like commercial space and um because one thing i realized just in the last little while having it in my home i think that's with the dog kennel that's what kind of made me step away from that is i need to i need to get it out of my house mm-hmm. I need that, that break. Cause you're never uh, getting away from it really. Never getting away from it. And, uh, the dogs really suck a lot of energy from you, mm-hmm. you know? and being, having them in and not in cages, it's constant supervision. Like, and I'm, and in, you know, I'm always making sure there's proper play, proper behavior, you know, when the dogs are with me. So, um, so yeah, so it'll be some sort of commercial space. It'll either, I'm not sure if I'm going either daycare route or boarding route yet. I'm doing some research and kind of figuring out what it is that I want. And, uh, but for sure, like there's going to be the training school aspect of it. And uh, yeah, so we'll just kind of starting to work on, on big picture right now. Cool. Well, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to follow along and see where it goes. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before I ask you the final six questions? Ooh, no, I think you kind of, that's, <laughs> it's funny when I talk about it, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many. And even sprinkled in between those, those businesses, there was other little small ones. And I just <laughs> think like, but it's funny, my parents were entrepreneurs. I grew up in a house with two entrepreneurs. So I definitely take after my parents in that, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you definitely are the type of person who has that entrepreneurial spirit or whatever. I can always pinpoint it in people because you're just like, I'm going to take a few, I'm going to take five years off. Three years in, you're like, "Mm, just kidding. So (laughs) what are we doing next? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not like you can't sit still. No, no. And I probably have about a dozen ideas in the back of my head that have been sitting there over the years. Like, oh, you know, one day this will be a good business. So yeah. Oh yeah. Now I I have a tendency just to write them all on in my book and just let them simmer rather yeah, than jumping into them of. right away. That was another big lesson learned. Like just let things simmer and cook and then and then sort of see what happens. So Yeah, and sometimes law well, like the universe will play its part. So things will manifest if they're meant to manifest and exactly. all of that. Yeah, totally. All right. What are these six questions? So these six questions I ask everyone. So they're how we end the show because they're kind of just fun. Yeah. First one is if you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? TV sitcom. Oh, friends. I watched (laughs) friends probably like I didn't have cable for two years and I had uh, season one to 10 
of Friends. So I've watched every single one of those episodes like a thousand times. So definitely Friends. Love it. <laughs> uh, it the leather Pants is like my favorite episode. Uh. <laughs> if you were invisible and could go anywhere, where would you go? Oh, that's a good question. Invisible, where would I go? Um, hmm. I'd love to be a fly in the wall. Um, oh, God. You know what? It's funny. The first thing that came to mind, and I don't know why it came to mind, but it would be like somewhere with Trump just to see what kind of an idiot he really truly is. Yeah, to behind, get the real story. <laughs> yeah, behind closed doors and like expose him or something. Like that's what I would do. So you're just, going to the White House with like a good 40% of the rest of my guests. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I just have to see what kind of a real idiot this guy is. And yeah. Totally. The, world, yeah, yeah. the White House. Just to even like creep around, I would totally be into that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo in real life? Oh, copy and paste for sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like I said, there's, you know, a lot of stuff you do that to me, they're lessons learned. And I would, I would never undo those because they, I've learned so much about myself over the years. Yeah. Yeah. What are you freakishly bad at? Um, freakishly bad at oh god singing oh my god I'm a horrible singer me too yeah I can't sing (laughs) I can't sing at all no what product would you stockpile if you found out they weren't going to sell it anymore Uh, coconut oil (laughs) coconut oil I use that from head to toe it is my moisturizer my makeup remover my everything yeah i love that stuff that's yeah it is awesome yeah for sure good good choice and the last question is if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds what would you say oh just be kind yeah be kind to everyone those around you yeah those would be my words yep good nice and simple Love it. Well, thank you so much. It's Kyla, right? Yeah, Kyla. Yeah. I was just like thinking about the intro. I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to screw up her name. And how do you pronounce your last name? So it's funny. I grew up, you know, French, uh, French family. So if you ask me in French, my name is Kyla Deneau. And then in English, it's Kyla Deneau. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So Deneau, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you're someone that's calling me to sell me, you know, to have my air ducts clean, it's, yeah. I speak to Kyla Donault. Donault, yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Either or, whatever. Not French version at all. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. If people yeah. want to find your business and want you to help them with their puppy dogs, where do they find yeah. you? Yeah. So you can go to easybreezydogs.com or on Facebook, just type in easybreezydogs. Again, you'll find me there. Same thing for YouTube and Instagram. And then for the paint parties, um, the website is easybreezyservices.ca, not .com. And mm. I printed a thousand business cards with the .com. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So lesson learned. Double check here everything before printing. So easybreezyservices.ca. And then on Facebook, it's easybreezypaintparties. 
Cool. Yeah, and I've got some coming up in September, October. So I'd love to see you at one of those. Yeah, I definitely am going to come to one of those, meet you in person and all that jazz. Yeah, that'd be awesome, Brie. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks so much again. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Amazing Humans podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a share on your Instagram page. So snap a snapshot, a screenshot of that that uh, podcast, whatever on your screen, you know, the podcast thing and share it to your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever and tag us. And if you could also subscribe and review that would be amazing but i know it's asking a lot so just share it really that's the main thing right now is getting this out to as many people as possible thank you so much